reality of that promise that we've just heard, that it is unshakable, that your word that you speak over us of a new life cannot be turned back. And Father, we thank you that we stand in your presence today, that by the power of your Holy Spirit, you surround us right now. And Lord, many different circumstances and things have come our way this year and will come our way next year, but None of it changes the fact that you stand by us, that you are alive inside of us, that you make all the difference in the world. And Lord, we just thank you for that commitment to us. Father, we say, help us with our commitment to you. Help us, Lord, to hear your voice speaking through your word today. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can take your seats, folks. Thank you to the team for uh, leading us and guiding us and uh, it's great to celebrate God's presence today and uh, it's uh, an interesting time of year as I said it's uh, one of my favourite times of the year as we transition out of one year into the next. January is probably my favourite month uh, when uh, it's a time of warm weather and cricket and by God's grace, often some leave uh, to uh, just uh, take some time out and and reflect on what's happening in the world and what's going on in our life, what direction we're heading in. And I want to invite you all to step into that space this morning to think about perhaps where you've been, but also probably more importantly, where you're going in the year to come and, and, and what things that you're going to put in place to Uh, Make 2018 a year uh, when uh, God uh, is in a position to speak to you uh, and and to touch your life and that you're in a position to respond to him. One of the great revelations of the Bible is that God wants to be found and can be found. Now, I'll just say that again. One of the great revelations that's found in the scripture is that God wants to be found and and can be found. So God uh, of the Bible is not distant, remote, removed from us, um, but actually has set himself upon human beings, firstly in giving them life, but then in coming to them and wanting to reveal himself to them and also responding to our efforts to come to him and to find him. Uh, he, he revealed himself to us uh, through the Jesus of Nazareth, the saviour of the entire world. Uh, so he made a move towards us, but he also invites our moves towards him. And I guess when we look at the way that we live our life and perhaps the things that we give our time to, spend our money on, think about, focus on, we're able to make some sort of assessment, I guess, with his help, about well, how do you know how do we make room for him? How, in what way are we set and intent on God and responding to him? We can perhaps do a stock take along those reasons. Um, it's important for us to know that God uh, wants to be found, can be found, uh, because for a couple of reasons. Firstly, we might be a person who you know, maybe hasn't said yes to Jesus, wouldn't call ourselves a Christian, wouldn't describe ourselves as a follower of him. And so it's important that you know (laughs) that God wants you to find him, uh, that God uh, wants you to respond to him. He has organised things so that you can be his child, so that you can enjoy his presence, so that you can follow after him, uh, and so that you uh, can live a life with him. He, he's set things up so that that can happen. And if you're sitting in church today and, and you're hearing that, maybe you're listening to it in a different sort of a way, maybe you've got a bit of space today to concentrate because you know Christmas is over and that's out of the way and, and you're in this space where you can really take that in. I want to encourage you, that God intends for everyone here, especially those that are still to say yes to him, for 2018 to be the year of discovery, to be the year of you finding him, to be the year of you saying yes to him. 
It would be delightful to him, says in heaven that there's a great celebration when people say yes to him for the first time. It would be delightful to him if you reach the end of next year and you can point back and say, that was the year that I said yes to Jesus. That was the year when, when I, I called him Lord and Saviour, when I responded to him. So that's one group of people that it's important that you know God's seeking you and he wants you to seek him. Secondly, uh, uh, the rest, if you like, who have said yes to Jesus, who would call themselves Christians, who would describe them as followers of him, it's important for you to know that God is constantly seeking after you and that he wants you to also seek after him. Now, you might think, well, I thought, you know, I ticked that box way back then. Uh, you know, I, 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 guess I walked out the front, I said yes to Jesus, I filled out a card, I got baptised. You know, that, it wasn't that seeking business taken care of back then and, and, you know, now, well, I just float around, I come to church every now and again, you know, uh, I thought we'd taken care of the seeking. I thought I'd been found, it was over. But not so. Not so indeed. Um, we are invited to, some might say commanded to, be in a, a constant state, if you like, of seeking after God, of seeking after Jesus. For the follower of Jesus, the idea that we've arrived before he does, doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. And for lots of kinds of different reasons, we arrive in little spaces in our life where we can tend to say, you know, this is pretty good. You know, I can call myself a Christian. I know Jesus. I go to church and every again. You know, I'm just setting up a little camp right here and, and I'm just going to have a little bit of peace time and, and that's it for me. You know, the whole seeking thing and, and chasing after God and open myself up to growth and change and transformation. Uh, you know, I did a little bit of that once upon a time, felt the Holy Spirit once upon a time, but not, you know, I'm just going to park it here. But really, um, if you're a Bible reading Jesus following Christian, that's actually not an option for you. Now, look, God leads us to all different times of rest and recovery. I accept that and agree with that, uh, absolutely. But uh, on this, if you like, change in season from 2017 to 2018, God is speaking to you now about the year to come. I, I absolutely believe that. God, by his Holy Spirit, is saying, what does the next 12 months look like? Is it going to be an action replay of the 12 months that happened or are you going to hit these milestones? Are these going to be these interactions with him? Is there going to be significant change and transformation in your life in 2018? Uh, one way might be to describe it is what are you seeking in 2018? What, what are you going for? What are you planning for? What are you expecting? What are you praying for? What are you hoping for? Uh, what do you want? Our message today is called Heart to Heart and it's the final one in our series which we've subtitled A Heart to Obey, The Will and the, wo the Word and the Will of God. And uh, I, I asked the question in the email that I sent out on Friday, what's in your heart and what's on your mind when it comes to 2018? And I have encapsulated that and reduced that into what are you seeking in 2018? Now, you might hear that question and think, well, I'm not seeking anything in 2018. I'm just planning that, you know, life's going to continue on and whatever. But to not actively seek God's will for your life and, and his presence in your life, even if you've been a Christian for a long time, is to open yourself up to other influences that would seek to diminish the presence of God in your life and take you down a path that you didn't intend to go on at all, but when you get a little further down and you're thinking, how did we end up here? And I don't necessarily want to be in this place. So um, 
what is required of us today and what I'm trying to challenge you in today is a level of intent when it comes to seeking after God in 2018. The scripture that we're challenged with when we read it, it's the words of Jesus himself. He says, whoever tries to keep their life will lose it and whoever loses their life will preserve it. And many of us have heard that expression many times and you know, where we perhaps sometimes we look at it and think, well, what does he mean by that? And we think we know what he means. <laughs> I mean, in the first extent, of course, he's, you know, talking about trying to avoid saying yes to him, but then, you know, being sent down a path where, in fact, the thing that we tried to clutch to ourselves, our, our life, as it were, starts to slip through our fingers and, and we end up losing it. But Jesus makes the promise that whoever says yes to him and, and sacrifices themselves from him then is involved in a, a process where their life actually is given back to them by the power of the Holy Spirit and they experience life in a way that they never would have except for saying yes to Jesus. So when it comes to 2018, the challenge to us is are we... Clutching, trying to clutch onto things? Are we trying to protect things? Are we trying to hold things together when instead our first priority has to be seeking after God and saying yes to him, saying I'm going to do the will of God, I'm going to seek the presence of God, I want to hear from God and then when we open ourselves up to them, those things, we then experience his presence in a way that would not have happened if we'd just tried to put up the barriers, put up the barricades and say, I'm just staying here. In the end, that's not an option. Safety and security really, despite what we might think, doesn't exist in the world as we know it today. Despite what you might be told about insurances and savings and lots of different things, Jesus just said those things are as insecure um, as, as any other thing and that ultimately he is the only security and he is the only reality. So I encourage you to reflect on that this year. What I wanted to do to set us up for is to have a look at the word seeking uh, and uh, to, I, I called it a quick history of seeking. So I want to look through the scriptures before we get to what seeking means to Jesus and compare that with us. Um, you know, we, we seek things all the time. Seek is a verb with two main usages. It can, mainly, it can either mean to look for or to ask for. Has anyone used a search engine in the last 24 hours? Raise your hand. <laughs> okay, thanks for cooperating. <laughs> Pretty much all of us do. I, I'm on my phone all the time. I'm, I'm annoying these times because when things come up in conversation... Um, and you know someone has a question these days you can find that answer you just type it in and then you know a few seconds later I'll announce to the group this is the answer and I, I don't know if they always actually want the answer it's more fun to be in doubt you know and have a conversation about it maybe argue about it uh, but then someone actually comes up with the answer but uh, Judy and I watched the, the Crown TV series on Netflix it's don't we sound modern having Netflix? Our daughter put us onto it. We didn't know anything about it. So we've got it for her, but we found the crown. And, uh, you know, it's got all these things happening in the life of the royals and you don't know if they're true or not. So you've got to go on the internet and find out because the internet's always true. Um, <laughs> and you've got to go in there and find out what's going on. But they've got a whole page on whether the stuff that's happening in the crown is true or not. You may not care. So anyway, let's move on with the sermon. But anyway, so... Seeking and searching, we're doing that all the time. That's just a, that's an activity that we're used to and that we're aware of. But it's the first significant mention in relation to seeking was when Moses was explaining to his father-in-law what all the people were doing there and he said, the people come to me to seek God's will. Now, by God's grace, uh, we don't have to go to one human being anymore and seek his decision on you know, what's going on in our life and troubles that we might be having and adjudications. But uh, the idea of seeking God's will has been around since the people of God were formed. 
It's not unusual for followers of God to seek God's will. It's actually something that we should be doing on a regular basis, that we should be opening ourselves up to on a regular basis. So I want to encourage you, if you're thinking, seeking God's will, I think I did that once. Uh, Maybe I thought of it then. It occurred to me on that occasion, you might be struggling to put a finger on when was the last time that you sought God's will for anything. Whether it was general stuff in your life, specific stuff, whatever. But I want to encourage you to make 2018 a year of seeking God's will. A year when you put yourself in a place to hear from God, to receive from God and to be aware uh, and to receive his will. Because it's a thing for God's people that's been going on for centuries, decades, millennia. And it's something that should be natural to us. So um, a question that we're going to answer a bit later on, if God's original people went to Moses to seek God's will, where would Christians go? So let's talk about that in a few moments' time. Not long after this scripture occurred in Moses, there's this magnificent promise that I'd love to just almost (laughs) have before you for the rest of the service and let it seek in. But this wonderful promise that, uh, and, and the context of this particular promise is it, it's given to the people after they sin, after they go away from what God wants. And Moses says to them, but if from that point you seek the Lord your God, you'll find him if you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. Sometimes we can, lured, we can be lured into the trap where we think, well, you know, I did a bit of God's will once, but, you know, really the last few years has been a disaster. I've done this wrong. I don't feel very worthy of hearing from God. I'm not sure if he wants to talk to me, even if he can get through. But we have this promise way back when that God is still for the finding here today. That, that the will of God can still be discovered for you and for others here today. That there needs to be a genuineness, a, a real commitment. It's not like, well, I think I can fit it in here. Please speak to me at five to eight you know, before the cab arrives because uh, you know, that would be a good time. But there's this orientation of our whole soul and our whole uh, heart, if you like, towards seeking God. And the promise again is stated to you that you will find him. That you will find him. That (laughs) no one who sets their heart on doing the will of God and finding Jesus and walking down that path, no one doesn't get an answer. That God sees into your circumstances And he's willing and ready to step into that space and talk to you in that that respect. So I want you to remember that promise. It's a promise for everyone. It's a promise for those who say they've been following God for years. But it's also a promise for those who haven't yet discovered what it means to know God's will for them. It's a promise for them as well. And then a bit later on, uh, we get this interesting contrast, if you like, between what to seek and what not to seek. Uh, It says in Leviticus, don't seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people, but love your neighbour as yourself. I am the Lord. So this is an opportunity for us to say, you know, what are there parts of me that are seeking stuff that's not of God? Now, I, I trust that there's no one in this place today seeking revenge. But the truth is, I don't know. I don't know what's in your heart. I can't see that far. I hope there's no one bearing a grudge. But basically the scripture tells us quite pointedly, do not seek those things. Those things that are evil, that, that hurt others, that, that you know, uh, are not part of God's will for your life. It, it, God's act, actively saying to us, don't seek them. Don't put your time into that. Don't invest in that. But instead, 
Love your neighbour as you love yourself. What does that mean in this context? I don't know if you know this or not, but you are in need of grace and mercy and forgiveness as much as the next person and as much as that person that you might be seeking revenge against or bearing a grudge against. Everyone here today is in need of grace and mercy and kindness from God and from each other. Do you believe that, church? And I don't know, maybe you're sitting there thinking, you know, I reckon I'm a pretty good person, Dave. I'm pretty nice to be around. I think I'm a real winner in life. I'm not feeling too needy in terms of grace and mercy and forgiveness. Well, possibly at that point, you're in most need than anyone else when you're thinking that. You could argue to think about yourself in that way is a sin, but that tends to be a circle that never, you never get out of. Friends, I just want you to know that all of us are in need of that mercy. All of us are in need of God's kindness. And the Bible specifically says to us not to invest time into seeking things that aren't of him, but instead to receive love from God and offer it to each other. Okay, so um, what is seeking in, since Jesus... And and I want to suggest that seeking has taken a big turn when Jesus has come to earth. Because now anyone seeking the will of God, when it comes to his church and his people, we obviously state the starting point is Jesus. Uh, If anyone came to you and said, where do I find God? You know, what do I look for? I I, I would hope that you would say, we start with Jesus. Start with the man. Start with his story. Uh, The usual place to start is reading the Gospels, reading the story of Jesus' life. That's the place to start. Come to church and hear about Jesus. Uh, You might encourage them to read the Gospel of John, which speaks a lot about all of the different identifiers of who Jesus is, what he does for people. Uh, Maybe you'd pick the Gospel of Mark, which is the shortest Gospel. It's the fastest moving. It's the quickest one to get through. (laughs) And... uh, They're good places to start. So uh, in Acts, when Paul is talking about uh, the advent, if you like, uh, of the life of Jesus and preaching to the people there, he said that God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. So it's God's desire for your life to seek him, to reach out for him, and to find him. That's God's plan for people. But then it comes with the encouragement. The first encouragement we had was, you will find him. That was the first encouragement. The second one is, he's actually not that far away. That the idea that you're going to go on some journey, that you're going to trek over foreign lands and arrive at some sort of appointments in Jerusalem or wherever on a mountain and there you'll find God. Thank you, Jesus. It's not necessary that you can, you know, by God's grace in this nation, anyone can buy one of these. You can find one on the internet. There's another search. (laughs) The Bible. I use Bible Gateway a lot. There's plenty of others. And you can start reading this now on your smartphone. You can start reading about Jesus today on your, on your laptop. So it's his life that's where we're starting. But then it's not only just reading, but it's the power of the Holy Spirit that God stands ready, that he's as close as almost a heartbeat to you and that he wants to reveal himself to you. So seeking since the birth of Jesus at Christmas time has changed dramatically for people. He's closer than he's ever been. For us, he's as accessible as he's ever been because of the openness in reading God's word and interacting with it. And by the Holy Spirit, he's almost just a prayer away. And I don't know if you've ever experienced this. I'm going to talk about prayer in a few moments' time. But it, it happens to me quite a lot where I can be you know, just living life or trying to work things out or going through circumstances and, um, you know, the, the thoughts of the 
of what's going on can start to crowd on me. Does this happen to anyone else? Or is it just a problem that I've got? I mean, let me know. Thoughts, you know, start to crowd in and, and, and press in uh, and you're starting to think sometimes fearfully or, or frustratedly or anxiously and you then think, I, I might pray about it. <laughs> it's amazing, really, just that you would think about it, isn't it? And so then you stop and you sit down and you start to pray, as the Bible says in Philippians, about those things. You start to say, Lord, I just really pray that you would work in this particular situation. Pray that you'd help that person. Father, I really feel that you know we need to uh, be on top of this as a church and that you'd help the relationships in my family. And, and you just start asking for simple assistance about these things. And all of a sudden, something changes. It's not like an angel appears before you and touches you on the head with a you know, star on a ding. <laughs> but, but in the prayer, something's the Holy Spirit, your outlook just changes and shifts in that moment as you surrender it all to him and give it over to him. So I'm not talking about you know, some that you're flat on the floor and you're the light's shining, but just in that moment of handing those things over, something shifts inside. So I really encourage you, sometimes you might be thinking, well, my prayers aren't very special and I, you know, I don't really know what to say and whatever. I think you go straight to those things that are giving you anxiety, that are filling you up with fear, and you just start asking God to move in those things. I really encourage you to do it. Because I've found so often that I come out of that, sometimes a very short period of time, it's like I'm thinking about that differently because I've handed it over to God. That's an example of seeking Jesus. That's a simple example and I encourage you all to do it. Another quote that uh, is in the scriptures regarding seeking and uh, comes to us from... um, The Apostle Paul is to those who by persistence in doing good seek glory, honour and immortality, he will give eternal life. But those who are self-seeking and who reject the truth and follow evil, there will be wrath and anger. This is another example of what to seek and what not to seek, to seek God and not be self-seeking. And uh, it's describing seeking in this case as persistence in doing good. You might be thinking, what does it mean to seek Jesus? I just talked about prayer as seeking Jesus. I've talked about reading the Bible as seeking Jesus. What about persistence in doing good? That's an example that the Bible gives us in relation to what it means to seek after Jesus. And finally in this section, no one should seek their own good but the good of others. That's pretty straightforward. It reminds us that it's our thoughts and our prayers and our activities are not only about seeking what is good for us, but saying, how can we bless that person? Like, how can we help them? Now, you might be thinking, wow, what do you do with that? I just start and keep it really simple. My uh, uh, uncle uh, is uh, staying with my dad at the moment. We call them grumpy old men. Uh, My uncle is the last remaining uh, person alive in my mum's family. And uh, when he's no longer with us, the name of Rouse, R-O-W-S-E, from that section of the family will disappear. So he's a pretty special guy to us and he's been going through a difficult time with his health. He's 75, my dad's 73. And uh, they're pretty close because they're brother-in-laws. And um, part of the solution for helping my uncle out at this time is for him to come from Sydney and live with my dad for a month it would be interesting to see who's still alive at the end of it. Because <laughs> they, they like each other and they love each other. And they get on pretty well, but they're an interesting combination, uh, hence the name. But, um, you know, we just think of my dad looking after his brother-in-law and his health's not that good. And, you know, we just think, well, what can we do? I mean, they live a fair way from us now and we just... We just invite them around for a meal. It's a meal they don't have to cook. So they're coming around for a barbecue tonight. Do you want to go to the movies afterwards, fellas? No, we're not doing that. We're going home. We're going to bed. (laughs) All right. So anyway, we're going to give them a barbecue. So, look, 
what I'm trying to say is Jude and I could just find something nice to do on ourselves, but look around you. How can you invite someone in? What, what can you share with someone else so that you're not just seeking your own good in this particular thing, but how can you bless others? I know there are many people in our church that do this far better than we do, and I'm encouraged by that. So it's a simple thing. Instead of just thinking, how are we going to set up this week that's going to bless us? How are we going to set up this week that's going to touch someone else close to us, not so close to us, in the same way? That's what 1 Corinthians 10 is encouraging us to do. The checklist and the reasons to seek God that we've covered is it's always been God's desire for people to seek him. Seeking God is an expression of our faith in him. Success in seeking God is promised and self-seeking is not good. But seeking God and the good of others is. So that's what it's all about. I'm just going to finish now with um, some quick things on how to seek God before we have a time of prayer. And I want to encourage you with this list because it's not as complicated as you might think. Uh, We start off in Matthew chapter 7 and, and... These are Jesus' words to us about seeking him. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. This is a promise that none of us should ever, ever let depart from us. Jesus says that everyone who seeks after him will find. That the answer will be given. It's not always the way that we imagine or the way that we ask for, but the promise remains. He goes on to explain this, that giving good things uh, is, for most of us, instinctive. We know how to give good gifts. We have practice at it at Christmas time. So if we can do that, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? And then he finishes in Matthew with, So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets, the act of giving good gifts. So the first way that we seek God is through prayer. And I've explained to you already briefly what that might look like. It's not complicated. It's just a matter of sitting still, sitting somewhere, and then starting to talk about to God the things that are on your mind. It's as literal as that. It's just sharing with him those burdens, talking to him about those things. You don't always necessarily feel different afterward. That's not the reason we pray, but I can tell you often that 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 shift occurs inside of you when we do that. I thought it might be good for us to actually do some praying. Would you like to say the Lord's Prayer together? Why don't we just speak this? And just before we start, there's a temptation for us sometimes to think, well, yeah, we just, we've said this lots of times and, you know, we all just go through it. But I want you to think about it as an act of speaking blessing over yourself, speaking blessing over those sitting right next to you, and also speaking destiny over our church and our community in 2018. So let's say, the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. That's not in the Bible, I don't know if you noticed, but we edited it on because it's just a nice way to finish. You know, there was a time in my life when I was struggling with praying and I thought to myself, but I can say that. I, I went through a period of time where my prayers were mainly just, just repeating that. I felt that if Jesus had given us those words to, as a structure for prayer, that at least I could say those things. So if you're in a difficult place when it comes to prayer, I just encourage you at this time to even just say the words of the Lord's Prayer. Just speak something over yourself and something over your circumstances. 
use God's word, get it out of the Bible. And I want to encourage you at this time to find a place where you can be still in 2018. What is your chair? Where is your holy place? I'm asking you to think about it right now. Where do you go to pray? Do you sit in the lounge? Is it on your bed? Is it out the back on the deck? Is it in your car? What is it? Walking? Maybe you're a person that likes to pray while you walk. What is it? I want you to find that place. If you do not have one, please choose one and use January, especially if you're on holidays, to do that right now. Just say, that's where I'm going to sit at this time and I'm going to pray to God at that time. Choose that this year. Secondly, is seeking God through his word. Now, as you know, there are lots of ways we can do that, but we have been giving out here for some time the Life Journal reading plan. What does that mean? Um, we've got the reading plans that Judy gave out last week and we're going to give them out at the end of the service. If you haven't got one, some of you have received it on email. So it's basically one chapter a day of the Bible through 2018. And I really want to encourage you in this that this is not doesn't take long to do. I encourage you to journal at the same time. If that's too much, just read the scriptures. You might be thinking, well, you know, I've got a complicated life. <laughs> I'm really busy. Yeah, I think the Bible's pretty good, but I just go with the preaching on Sunday. But really, you need that intimate divine encounter with God. And I'm telling you, God speaks through his word. You might sometimes be thinking, gee, I heard from God. He told me to get a Porsche. <laughs> Man, I've got to get myself a God said. But you might need to read some of the scriptures from Jesus' mouth about Porsches. I don't think he mentions them specifically, but Jesus got a lot of things to say about possessions. So what I'm trying to say is what you think is God speaking, if you aren't reading the Bible, I think you might need some help with that. I'm not saying God can't communicate outside of it, but our thoughts are formed around God speaking to us through his word. And it gets pretty easy after you're in this for a while to say, I don't think God would say that. I don't think that's actually him speaking. That, that might be the price is right or something. <laughs> so I encourage you, the journals are going to be given out free as well. So take one of those and they're really good. Seeking God through his people. Now I'm going to cheat on this one. What does that mean? You know you have a great resource by the people that are sitting next to you at church today that those that have said yes to Jesus have the Holy Spirit alive on the inside of them. Did you know that? Look at the person sitting next to you. Have a good look at them. Have a good look at them. Have a good look. Because if they've said yes to Jesus, God is alive on the inside of them. And they are God's agent to do good in your life. They're a gift to you. So you might be thinking, yeah, okay, the Bible business, that's interesting, prayer, I sort of get that. But I didn't think about yours truly sitting next to me as being an agency for good in my life. And, and how are you going to pray with that person? How are you going to meet with that person? This obviously has great relevance for our connect groups. The amount of times I've sat in connect group, I've been thinking about stuff, especially with our kids, and someone will just say, just start speaking, you're thinking, man, I needed to hear that. I would never have got that if I didn't come to this meeting. Or maybe it's in church when someone just grabs you by the hand and just says, how are you going this morning? How are you feeling? You know, just an embrace, a, a word of kindness, or... Heaven forbid, something in the sermon. Wow, I needed to hear that. I was going down the wrong way. I was on the wrong path. I was pursuing something that wasn't of God. I'm glad I was there this morning. Just being in the presence of others is a great way to do that. And then the final one is seeking God through your resources and Look, that means your time, your finances, your relationships, your possessions. Everything when it comes 
to dedicating them towards how is this going to help me seek God and find him in 2018. I want to end on these final encouragements and then we're going to play a short video clip. And I want to end with Jesus' words in Matthew 6.33, the first life verse that I ever had as a young man, as a young Christian, when I heard Jesus say, Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. The reverse implication of this scripture is, if you say to Jesus, look, I like the idea of seeking you and doing your will, but can you just wait there for a minute, because I actually need to do these things over here? That's, that's, that just doesn't work. But if you say, Lord, you're the, you're the best, you're the Lord and Saviour of the world, I'm, I'm seeking you as a priority, Jesus says, all of the things that you need, they'll be taken care of. You'll receive those things in good time. And then finally, Hebrews 11 verse 6, and without faith it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. There's another promise. There's another promise that those who believe that he's there and then earnestly seek after him, God rewards. I mean, what's, a re- what's that look like? I don't know about rewards, but I think I want a God reward. <laughs> I want God to respond in that way. I said earlier that uh, we should seek God through his people. And a couple of weeks ago during our thank you service, we played uh, a video that just had a slice of the life of the church in 2017. And I know uh, when some of you watched it, you started to tear up a bit. I was tearing up a bit, uh, just reflecting on all the things that had happened in the life of the church in 2017. But I really felt on the last day of the year, it'd be good to play it again. Now, the reason for playing it in the context of this sermon is that it really applies to seeking God through other people, to seeking the good of other people and good for other people. So I invite you just to reflect on this, just to look at this and to perhaps find a way that God is calling you to seek him this year. Perhaps to reflect and to review what it might be or how you can find your place and your space in the life of this church and this community in 2018. Thanks, Dave.
Let me lead you in a prayer. Father, we do thank you for the privilege that's involved in seeking after you. We thank you, Lord, for the wonderful opportunities that you've granted us to know you and be with you and your people in 2017. Father, we thank you for things that we were seeking after as well as the things, Lord, that were unexpected because we know, Lord, that you promised to work all things together for good for those who love you and are called according to your purpose. So, Father, we pray that 2018 would be a year when we experience you in a closer way, a deeper way, when your will and your word reign over us and in us and when we, Lord, are able to set ourselves on the good of you and your people as well as the good of others that are around us, that we are able to think about those who are near us and share ourselves with them, that, Lord, we would seek the right things in 2018 and put to one side the things that are not worth spending time on, that don't require our energy and that instead are harmful for us. Lord, I believe that you've gathered every person into this place today for a reason. I believe they're in church on December 31 because you want them to think about the path that they're on, the way that they're treading, what they're chasing after in life and that you want them to commit to you in 2018, that you want them to make 2018 about seeking after you, finding you, discovering you and having you rule and enrich their lives in a blessed way. Father, I thank you for the love that you've placed in people's hearts here today. I thank you for the way that you reign over them. And while we're in this time of prayer, I'd just like to offer an opportunity to anyone here today, while all heads are bowed and all eyes are closed, if you've heard from God this morning, if he's crying out to you and saying, seek after me in 2018, if you'd like to make a commitment to him, and make 2018 about him in your life, then I just encourage you to raise your hand and I'm going to pray for you right now. I'm going to give you an opportunity in just a few moments right now to raise your hand and just to say, I want 2018 to be about my year of responding to him for the first time. All eyes are closed, all heads are bowed. If you'd like to do that, you can raise your hand. And we'll give you that opportunity right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Just a few moments and then I'm going to pray. If that's for you in 2018. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you that you give yourself to us, that you sought us first through giving us life and through giving us your son. So now, Lord, we commit ourselves to seek you first. So, Lord, I thank you for your grace, your goodness and your mercy. I thank you that you are seeking after us. Lord, may next year be the year that we truly seek after you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, well, that brings us to the end of our service and I think I'm going to close it there this morning Uh, and what I would like to do is invite our prayer ministry team to come to the front because I have a strong sense that there would be people here this morning that might like to pray about some things in relation to what I've spoken about this morning or uh, who might like to pray about anything in relation to a need that they have at the moment relating to current circumstances or things that are coming up in 2018. So I'd like to invite you now to come forward. If the prayer ministry team would make their way to the front and I'll join them in praying for you, that'd be great. For everyone else, uh, I'm going to ask Judy now to move across uh, to the Life Journal and Reading Plan station. Uh,
uh, and get ready to give you a free journal. If you'd like to take one of those to work with next year in January, that would be great. Um, and a reading plan as well, if you would like a hard copy of that, we would certainly be happy to do that as well. Uh, just a couple of reminders before we close. Uh, we've been supplying some meals to our um, uh, new mums in our church for many years, and the latest one of those is named.